It's another day here at the Comeback Team Studios. This is your host, Beck Lover, and I have an extraordinary guest. They all are extraordinary. We don't just let anybody on this show. I have Mr. Genti Bunyaku, founder of Duamichi. They're a brand. This is a true story from rags to riches, coming to this country with nothing and making the American dream happen against all odds. And I'm very happy to have this guy here. You've seen his products in Walmart, Amazon, and it's growing, and the brand is very popular. But before we get into that, we're going to get to know my new friend, Genti. Welcome, brother. Thank you for having me, my brother. How you doing? I've never been better. You look great. Uh, I feel great. Could be worse. Could be having corona. <laughs> <laughs> no jokes out there, but yeah, I get it. You dodged that bullet, no? Uh, you know, we're playing day by day. I mean, I saw you... You know, traveling during that whole time period, you 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 you, you kind of dodged that bullet. Yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Uh, things got me, my family, all good. You were down in Florida that whole time. Uh, Florida. I went to Europe, came back, stayed in Florida, came now to New York. All the hot zones. I traveled, made sure everybody's cool. <laughs> everything was yeah, all right. everything was good, baby. So in this entire lockdown era, where was like the best place to be in your opinion? Are all the places you went to the beach? Nice and sunny. Where, Florida? Florida. You know, it was good and relaxing. Not next to nobody, of course, social distancing, all that, you know, guidelines. Only just, you know, they have a lot of low-key beaches in Florida that nobody's there. And just relax, take it easy, and just, you know, hope for the best day by day. Now, you were in Albania also? I was in Albania also. I was in Turkey also. I was in... How was it over there? I mean, what was the mood like? It was scared? It's a lot less scared. People are a lot less scared over there than in U.S. U.S., they're making it... So more dramatic, especially Turkey. Turkey, it was like, you know, they had some rules and it was nothing like dramatic like here. Were there people jogging with masks on even when they're by themselves? Did you see a lot of that out there? Nah, I saw everybody was pretty right. They had people on like when you get in a taxi or something, mask or in general, it was good or nothing too crazy. Like here, they're just making it more extreme than it is. Maybe it's political reason, maybe whatever it is. Or I think people, we're going to find out. You know, November is two months away. Uh, Genti, so first and foremost, welcome, Shiba. I appreciate it, my brother. That's how we say it. You know, those of you that don't know us, if you ever meet an Albanian, you can say, what's up, Shipe? That's how you say it. So it's like, Sheep, hey, Shipe. <laughs> it's close enough to the original pronunciation. Yeah, you get it. It's like a New York thing. It's a translation. It's how we kind of communicate. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, Genti, and there's a lot of people that will attest to this, a lot of Albanians, we do like this symbol. Yeah, yeah the Albanian eagle. We, we, raise we don't, two we, hands we don't have the Albanian eagle. Everybody knows the Albanian eagle. And I know for a fact that started with the New York Albanians. And oh, there's many definitely. that will argue that I was one of the original people to do that. However, I will not take credit. I will let others speak for, for you. me. You can ask Elvin Marici about that, the boxer, he'll tell you. Oh, he's a good friend of mine. He's been seeing me throw up those eagles for over 20 years before any of the rappers, Anybody any of the singers. Oh, you know, somebody got to start, you know, the OGs got to start it and the young guys take it over. Do you know why I used to do that? Because we used to be in clubs, right? Okay. And, you know, you can tell an Albanian from another Albanian. Not all of us, but a lot of us have these box f***ing heads. I mean, I'm yeah. one of them. <laughs> look, at, look at this. I mean, look at the size of my head, man. I mean, look at this. It's massive. There's a lot yeah, of brains. Yeah. There's a lot of brains in Albanians' heads. We have V12 engines. <laughs> so when I'd be in a nightclub and I noticed other Albanians. How are you, how you going to say hi? And it's too loud. I would want them to know that, hey, there's other Albanians here. So God forbid I get into a fight. At least somebody will hold you down. There's someone going to come and f and Even if they don't know my name, I know they're going to fight for me. Oh, definitely. That's the Albanian And reaction. they love that shit. Yeah. So I would be like this in the club. 
sometimes they're, and then eventually it became like so I used to be like this like I see you do you yeah. see me Shipe oh yeah, yeah. And they, and I would hold up the necklace <laughs> yeah. you know oh okay he's Albanian he's cool sure people. enough if shit popped off they'll be there these random strangers they don't even know you from a hole in the wall never saw your day in your life there no was problem. a couple of times just came out of nowhere and saved my ass <laughs> it happens that's what our people you know we have a small community only our people are very strong they're very you know dep- it depends on the day you know some days uh, you know you know, and it depends on we're good people. Now, your life doesn't start here in the U.S. No, I came here when I was like uh, nine months old. So where does your life start? Where were you born? I was born in Kosovo, Peja. But at that time, it wasn't an independent nation. It was no, of- we was, my dad came out the military, mandatory military for Serbia. And after that, the war started and we was like, let's... But at that time, it was still called Yugoslavia, right? Yes, it was still called Yugoslavia. We didn't have nothing on the... My dad just wanted a better opportunity like everybody else. That's why they come to America. And what part of uh, Kosovo were you from? Uh, from Peja. Kind of towards the border with Albania, right? Sort of, yeah. Not Montenegro. More with Montenegro. More with Montenegro. That's one thing we have in common, huh? Yeah. Both of our spouses are from... Or from Peja. But they don't, I don't think they know each other. I, I don't know. Get them together for a coffee, cuz. Maybe, you never hey, know. Yo, hey, yo, hey, yo. How you doing? How the peak coffee? So, your family leaves like a lot of families did. My, my family left way before that. My, my, okay. my, my mom's family fought against the communists in Albania. Okay. My dad left in the 70s when actually life wasn't too bad there, from what I hear. Okay. It was, it was decent. Yeah, it was livable. It was livable under Tito. Yeah. So he left during that time period. So he was before the Max Exodus. But yeah. a, lot of, uh, a lot of Kosovars... As they're yeah. supposed to be called, not Kosovians. <laughs> you know, they, they, people are trying to still learn us. Really, it's just Albanians. Plain, uh, we're one nation. And we prefer that that name. Albanians easier. Yeah. They left during that, you know, basically the Milosevic years. Yeah. When the crackdown started, they lost their autonomy, mass layoffs. There was basically an apartheid state created. And I guess your father saw the writing on the wall, right? You know, when my dad says you got to be a little bit smart and a lot of luck. And interesting, uh, people say, you know, oh, he was very smart. Yeah, I was smart, only I was lucky too. But why did he choose America? He could have went anywhere. A lot of Albanians went to Germany, Italy. Why did? What made your dad pick America? Because my uncle came first to America, and he told me you can make a lot of money here if you work hard. And, you know, you don't got to tell Albanian twice. You can make a lot of money someplace you work hard. <laughs> don't tell me twice, I'll be there. So your father decides that you guys are going to move to America. Yes. You guys all leave together? Oh uh, no! My dad leaves before me, a year and a half before me, and then me, and my mother, uh, we leave right after. So where did your dad start? Uh, he started a uh, typical Albanian guy, uh, Bronx, Bronx, Pelham Parkway. Uh, he worked in uh, some Albanian coffee place, making shabapis and you know running the operation and. Espositos? Uh I don't know. So I two star. Two star. He just passed away. The you owner, yeah, I saw on Facebook. Rest in peace, Izet Kalanovic. He. Died yeah, he ran that place in the beginning, and then after that, he worked at steakhouses. And after that, he we we opened our first location on 12th Street and Third Avenue, the first Duamichi on 99. So in 1999, the war is raging in Kosovo. That's when we opened our first location. You have family over there still, uh, like everybody else. All hell's breaking loose. And we opened a business. And you guys opened a business that year. There's a lot. I remember there was a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, like we split. You know how you, you're, my, you're running your brain. We paid like 400 grand for the business. And that was like all our life savings. And this is basically a, a pizzeria. 
Pizzeria and yeah. the meatpacking. No, it was on 14th Street, 12th Street and 3rd Avenue. We opened first 12th Street and 3rd Avenue. And then okay, 14th, so you're on the east side first. East side first. That was our first location. And then we opened 2001. We opened 14th Street and 8th Avenue. Uh, where is the uh, nickel building, the, the bank building on the corner right next door? We opened. That was our 2001. September 11th. I never forget that day I opened that location. Seems I, like when, when wars are breaking out, you guys are missing. <laughs> you know, some people make good times. That's good businesses. Let's backtrack a little bit before we got you know to opening the stores. So, what are your earliest memories? I mean, you you, you grew up in the Bronx. I mean, where? I grew up in Harlem. Okay. My dad, when we came in, my dad found an apartment. He didn't like the Bronx. Like a lot of people don't like the Bronx, and he didn't like the Bronx how it was. We grew up. I grew up in Harlem, and back then in Harlem, where? Uh, it was on across the street from the college, uh, City College. Okay. Right across the street from City College, and we was the only white family, and I was the only white school across the street from City College. It's a private school. I was the only white guy in that whole school. And what was it like going to school, man? So show people that, you know, that you're not going to die if you live in a black neighborhood. Explain this to people. Listen, bro. when I lived in that neighborhood, it was, that was real, if anybody knows New York, that was real Harlem, real New York. White people wasn't allowed. I never got bothered. They knew we was living there. We was the only white family around there. And they got used to us. Nobody really bothered us. They knew we was there. And we was, Harlem, it was nothing like how it was. We're talking about 95, 96 when, you know, when Harlem was. It wasn't was, gentrified yet. No, not even not even close. Gen Harlem started getting good like the last five years. Five, six years. Now, you know, Harlem was Harlem back then. Like, you couldn't, and they knew us. And nobody really, no, no everybody left us alone. I went to a private school. I was the only white guy in the whole school. It was the Spanish and black guys. I have the, like, you know. So what was that like? You know, flipping the script. Sometimes someone's only black kid in a white school. What is it like being the only white kid in a. I have no problems. I, you know. How I, did I, they treat you? It was the same. I had no issues. You know, I, I fit in and I'm an only child. And you get used to, you know, being alone. You get used to it. And you got to think on your feet quick. Thanks God. God had gave me some common sense. You know. And I, it wasn't bad. Like, you know, I had a good time. You still friends with any of those people? No, life changes. You know, never I was young. Them. Yeah, I never seen them. You when know, did you guys get out of Harlem? I got out of Harlem, and we moved to sixty third between first and second, maybe like four years. Then I, once I started going to like middle school, my dad got his finances better. He started like you know starting really making money after four years. We moved to sixty third between first and second. Not a bad neighborhood. Yeah, we lived there for maybe close like, to the QB. Yeah, uh, we lived there. QB was attached to my building. Uh, we lived there maybe for, what, 10 years? 10, 12 years? Almost 16 years? A long time. I didn't move that building forever. Now, at any point, is your dad in the pizza business? No. My dad didn't know how to cut a slice. My dad didn't know nothing about a pizza business. Okay, and you? Me? Hell no, at all. I, you know, I didn't know nothing. I'll tell you the truth. My uncle was in the pizza business. He ran Rayo's in Wall Street. Rayo's Pizzeria downtown. My now, uncle, is there a connection to the Rails restaurant, that pizzeria? Is no, 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 just, 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 just the name. Okay. And my uncle told my dad it's a pizzeria being sold from some guys from Montenegro, Social and Third Avenue. We open always pizzerias next to clubs because next to club is guaranteed business. People got late night. They got to eat and you got no competition. That's the key of the whole story. And 12th Street and Third Avenue, Webster Hall was, back in the day, Webster Hall was Webster Hall. Who Fact. knows, knows. Who doesn't know? <laughs> yeah, three or four floors. You and I belong together. Exactly. Ah, Webster Hall. We yeah, Webster Hall was Webster Hall. And long story short, from Webster Hall, you know, right around so the corner. So you were in the village? 
Yeah, I was in 12th Street, 3rd Avenue, right? You know, the movie theater was right there. Webster Hall was right here. We was right around the corner. NYU, we had NYU right behind us. Great location, man. Yeah, great location. A lot of nightlife down there, a lot of bars. That's what we straight A lot for. of foot traffic. A lot. That's exactly. A lot of bars, a lot of foot traffic, a lot of... So like, that's your first Duamichi. That's my first Duamichi. We opened that in 90, uh, 1999. How old were you? <sighs> like 15, 16 years old. School at this point in your life? I was school, yes. I was school... I like school only when I saw the money and the, like, you know, school was great only. You got to go four years to college, four years to be a doctor, four years for this, four years for this. When Before I know it, I'm 50 years old. I'm still in school. So what happened with school? You said, I finished high school or like, you know, whatever. I got rid of that and I didn't even plan to go to college. It was no you point. Albanian, you. Because <laughs> what's the point of going to college? Can I be honest with you? Yeah. There's not much in point anymore. There's no. There's really not. I mean, the amount of money people spend to go to school. How many years are you going to put it? And they're, you're going to be in debt. You're, you're coming out of school in debt, 100, 200 grand. I know, doctor, they have 400 grand debt, three, four, 400 grand debt. You know, I've always said, you know, it doesn't mean you shouldn't learn, right? You can learn a lot about life, reading, studying. You know what I. Without even going to school. Whatever, one thing I respect about a Bloomberg, not a lot of things, or one thing I respect about him, he said you can be a doctor. No, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a lawyer. You can make as much money as being a plumber, licensed electrician. All these licensed jobs, you can open your own company. He's like, you don't have to have be a doctor to make a lot of money. That's a fact. I know guys are plumbers are multimillionaires. Hundred percent. You're what you're hitting. I mean, listen. Even our own community, we have one of the you know not to toot their horns because as great as we are as individuals. We're horrible as personalities. Phenomenal business people, man. Yes, we're hustlers. Very hardworking. And they do some amazing shit, man. I mean, Albanians have made some money, man. Well, seriously. I think what we're lacking as a community is that we haven't done much as a community. That's the, You know what? Like the, like the Jewish community. Light com- up, brother. Light up. Like the Jewish community. I you, should get up and light a few. No, 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 my no. back out because I'm uh, fat. You like the Jewish community. You see how they stick together? Amazing. Whatever they do, they stick together. Lawyers. Amazing. Could you yeah. imagine if we were like that, we'd probably take over the world. We'll take over New York in 12 months. I'll guarantee you that much. I'm a betting guy. <laughs> and I'm glad that Albanians are transitioning from cigarettes to cigars because cigarettes... I don't like cigarettes. I'm a big cigar and hookah guy. Did you C- ever smoke cigarettes? No. Nobody in my family. My Fuck. dad smokes it when he's angry with me. When he wants to kill me, he smokes a cigarette. I was the biggest anti-smoker in the world. Couple summers in Kosovo. Next thing I know, I'm fucking chain smoker, man. You fucking, they taught me this shit. I was born here, so you guys taught me. <laughs> I survived New York City as a non-smoker. As soon as the war ended in Kosovo, yeah, I was in Pristina, the capital. Yeah, yeah. night out was my birthday. Come on, brother, you're not there over there. Come yeah. on, just have one. It's not gonna one, kill one. You. Well, it's not gonna kill you. Hi, oh, one more. Done. Hook <laughs> two, three packs a day for many years. But I'm glad that I've seen a lot of the pop stars too. Shout out to Capital T. A lot of them. Are starting to uh, a lot of them, and you know we had influence with that too, bro. Oh, and Blurim too. Blurim Dastani had a lot to do with that also. Yes, he had a, he had a lot to but do. We did it first. The Albanians in New York. Albanians in New York did a lot of things first. Even the rappers and all this. I just all the rappers and stuff. They see they see you know they uh, listen. New York gives a fusion trend. fusion. Like when people see when I when I talk to people in Florida, so right how I talk, how my aggressive it is. Are oh, you from New York? I know you're from New York. Oh, when I love you, when they come at me, oh, what part of New York are you from? I was like, what part of New York are you from? Albany. Get the fuck out of here. You're not from New York. We have only five boroughs. If you're not part of the five boroughs, you're not from New York. In my eyes, maybe I'm wrong. I'm a real New Yorker. So you open that pizzeria up. Now, you work in that pizzeria from the get-go? 
Um, in the beginning, sort of. Only once I started seeing the money and like you know, we started like you know, after a year and a half, we paid off our debts. You know, like in the beginning, I had some debts and some things. I started seeing the money. It just, you know, it just I, I quick money. And nighttime business is very hard. I still own nighttime business. I only open nighttime business. It's very hard. Only it's a lot of money. It's fast money, legit fast money. Can't go wrong. There's a pizzeria down the block from here. They, I, I can't even say their pizza is good. Okay. But they stay open when no one else is open. And he kills You know them. why? He's open until 3 in the morning. I'm open from 9 a.m. to nothing th- else open, though. Oh, it doesn't matter. If people want to eat. Why? Like me, uh, me, I'm open. Especially this is Jersey and New York. In Florida and Tampa, people close at 10 o'clock. I'm open from 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. seven days a week, including holidays. For me, it's no holidays. I'm like the Jew. We're open. You love when... You love people that smoke pot, probably, right? Because they're gonna, they're gonna. Oh, get I have cheese. a CBD store right next to me. I love them. When they first opened, I gave them ten free pies. I was like, "Welcome to the neighborhood, jackpot!" <laughs> Thanks God that you came. I have bars, bars, and CBD stores on my block. We're no, it's a party town. It's like New Orleans, you know. That's how same strip, thing. It's a strip. Quarter. We're four blocks. People come so just. So you're down. in that that. that now, the location you're talking about in Florida, you're in... Yes, in the Strip. We're 5,000 square feet. Popular Strip. Yeah, and we're the biggest... We're the, we're the other, uh, other location on there are very small, like small like this. We're 5,000 square feet. We're big. We're heavy hitters. And then obviously, New York, 14 streets. I mean, that's a popping street, brother. You're in Alpha, you know, close to Alphabet City. You're in the village. Oh, no, and I had that store when 14th Street Meatpacking was transvestite still there. When you know when meatpacking started getting busy when Gansworth Hotel opened up, the day the Gansworth Hotel opened up, that place jumped overnight. Till then, it was now. Just, were you locked into a cheap lease at that point? Because I was a lot the most expensive real estate in the world. Literally, I had, I had the I went as two thousand. I had a great lease. On like everything else, everything comes to an end. You know, I, after two thousand and eight, when you had a meltdown. So you were you were how many stores did you end up having? Four, ninety employees. Okay, so, and you did this pretty quickly. You did this from 99, so in a 10-year period, basically. Uh, I did this everything Nine in five years. years. The four stores. Uh, four stores, 14, 15, 14, 12, 13, 13, 13, Yeah, four stores in five years. What advice would you have to that entrepreneur who is successful, maybe in the food industry? They have one or two locations that are generating Great. serious- Serious money. Would you recommend them to keep pushing or not? I mean, listen, restaurants are very risky, man. For me, I have this one location does good as like two of my locations, the one in Florida. I'll never open and never say never. Only right now, I, I'm in good place and makes financial and I'm comfortable. I'm happy where I am. You know, I have freedom. I can come to New York. I can do this. When you have one location that does, it's a cash cow, how they say. Why are you going to open another one? Yeah, you can make more money or you're going to have more headache. More staff. I have four stores in New York, 90 employees. Just doing payroll alone for 90 people a week. Is a headache. I can only imagine. Imagine doing more. But why not outsource it? No, I'm happy where I am. But during this entire time, like, you guys start making money. Your father, I mean, he's still around. Yeah. Who, who was the one pushing for the, was it you? Was it him? I mean, who was really pushing this business to, to expand? Uh, everything I give props to my father. I'm his backbone. I'm like the muscle. Or my father's the brains. Even the sauce. Even the sauce. It wasn't for him. Nothing. Listen, my mother is, listen, my wife is my right hand. My dad is my left hand. My brains is my mother. We're only four people in my family. 
very small family only it wasn't for him like he's like he's my best friend my worst enemy he's i deal with him every, on a like you know everything i do is with him i don't believe in partners my dad said how can my son have a partner he wants to kill me imagine what he'll do to you because we had investors always come up to us you know we want to invest he tells Let's expand whatever. yeah and my dad told him look i would love to well, my son wants to kill me. Imagine what he'll do to you. He'll put you inside the oven. <laughs> and that's why it's hard to have an investor because an investor wants to take control of something that's already been built, already been, you know what I'm saying? You did the hard work. You already sweat and bled. Exactly. And it's not like I need the money to like, you know, I listen, I did the hard part. And uh, most likely I'll take an investor in the future. Only it has to be very silent and very like, yo, it's a proven concept. I got into something that nobody thought a little guy can get inside of Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Nobody thought, oh, you to get in? It wasn't possible, and I did in a short time. We're going to get to that in a second. Why do you think Albanians are so much into Italian food and, and pizzerias? And, you know? We're like the Chinese, my dad says. We copy better than them, and we do it better than them. Plain and simple. We just saw it was a niche. We like their style. We like their lifestyle. We like their clothes. We love their cars. And we like the Chinese. We just copied and made it. I better. mean, we're very close to them geographically. Yeah, a lot right. of Albanians escaped. My family escaped to America through Italy. Yeah, on it. We're right across my, the street. My cousins were all born in Italy. You know, well, then you have Familia Pizza. Same story. Same story. Shout out to Giorgio if he's watching. You better come out. I mean, that's another one in, in, in of your peers. Yes, that's of, done extraordinary. Yes, Fadidi. I know Fadidi too. Phenomenal. Uh, success story. I mean, they have over 200 locations. Yeah. The last I checked, they're in every freaking major airport. And again, we're not Italian in origin. They did start their lives in Italy, though. Yeah. So I think it's the fusion of the two cultures. We've, you know, a lot of Italians took us in. Yes, and they put us under the wing. We worked for a lot of them in the beginning. That's how we learned the business. They moved up in society, and then they even sold their businesses to us. They, hey, we're getting out. You guys want to buy it? They moved into construction. They moved to bigger things. They left us to that. You know, their kids became doctors and lawyers or whatever, and they no one wanted to run. The, listen, the food business, brother, I've worked in restaurants. It's very hard. It's a lot of work. A lot it's of time. It's very tiring. It takes your whole life. And, you know, running one location, two locations is crazy. So a lot of them, they got out, and they said, you know what? You worked for me for 20 years. A lot of Albanians saved their money. You want to buy our pizzeria? I think that's how a lot of it happened. Yes, that's the truth. So... You know, you got people that make jokes about it, say, what, the, what, are the, what, the, what do the Albanians know about pizza? And I mean, we've had some amazing restaurants, amazing pizzerias. Some of them we bought that way, some of them we made. The number one restaurant in the world for how many years was, was in Denmark, Noma. The Albanian guy. Okay, Noma, the chef. You know, you, you put an olive in your mouth and it explodes like the guy makes crazy food. Food. So number one restaurants I got survey For like four or five years in two, a row. Was it three Michelin star? Whatever. Yeah. Okay, the number, like four years to get in that place. So, I mean, Albanians have come a long way in the culinary arts. Like, you're, you're like, we, we, like, singers, rappers. Like, people are starting to know us big time now. They are. You know what it is, brother? We were close off to the world. We came from two places that didn't treat us too well. Yeah, sure. communist Albania was completely closed down. So, for 50 years, nobody had a peep out of Albania. No. Let alone their history and who are they. Then you had, you know, the, the Albanians from Kosovo dealing with their own, uh, you know, oppression and all that other shit that was going on. It wasn't really, you know, everyone was in literally survival mode, and we are the children of that generation. We had the chance, and that's why when I heard of your story, it inspired me. Your family, what they did, coming here with nothing. Absolutely nothing. And we owe money to come here, too. 
<laughs> it was like, you know, we explain that. that. People don't understand what that means, man. Uh, to come to America is not free. You know, back in the day, you had to pay. We all like, I think it was like fifty to 60000 How did your dad get here? Did he do it the black market way? Oh, no. Way? My, uh, he did the black market way for me and my mother. To just get you here. It gets you here. Only him, he was legit. He got lucky. Do you remember any of that journey? Uh, I got to JFK. Uh, somebody, my dad's friend co-signed for me to get in the country because I had fake passports when I got in the country. Wow. And then that ended up not being an issue, right? Later. No, 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 no. I was nine months old, and I was. We were talking about You're 30, a baby. I was thirty years, thirty years ago, thirty-one years ago. The laws was different. And they just. I like, mean, what would you say to someone to say, "Well, guys, you guys came here illegally. You shouldn't even been here." Blah blah blah. I mean, what would you say to someone like that? My friend, where your parents came from, or where your grandparents came from, nobody's from here besides Native Americans. You know, Google it. You know what I'm saying? It's just not. You know, Donald Trump, your president. His parents came from somewhere else. You know, it's just, it is what it is. It's not like how you people think, you know, oh, we came. We worked hard. Nobody gave us nothing. I pay more taxes than somebody's salary a year. You know, I give too much for this country. It's not, I do more. I mean, you might have came here, what they would say, illegally, but everything you've done in your life has been legal. You've worked hard. You paid taxes. You became citizens. They gave you citizenship. Yeah, right away. And you worked hard your entire life. And during that time, they were granting a lot of Albanians political asylum because yes. of what was going back on. The wars were in Bosnia and Croatia. And that was given left and right. Kosovo was this far away from war. They were rounding people up, imprisoning them for their political beliefs. Exactly. People were getting killed. So I do see how it was a lot easier back then. Oh, it was yeah. way easier. Now it's definitely, we're talking about 31 years ago. It was and totally you guys did leave because of the oppression that was going on. It, it, listen, if the country was as good as America, I would still be there. Like everybody else, you know, plain and simple. And unfortunately, they still want to leave. Yeah, exactly. Opportunities back home are not too great. And I think that that can be fixed very quickly if they just put their... You know, if, if corruption stops and, you know, the money's supposed to go where it's supposed to go. Make it a little more attractive for us. Exactly. The abroad that actually know what they're doing. Yeah, they I think we can bring them all kinds of crazy contracts over there. But you know what is... They got it. When they're ready to do that, we're, we're ready to come in. Exactly. And we are. We're on the sideline. I'm still waiting. 20 years later, my family bled for that place. Like everybody Let else. Let us know. We will come and we will help. We'll help only when you get your stuff right, like yeah. everybody else. I don't want to end up in a trunk somewhere. Exactly. Because <laughs> you get in a truck, not even a truck, backseat. So you guys have four pizzerias rocking and rolling. Yes. Where does this vision of creating your own brand of sauces and seasoning and even spring water, I mean, where does this come from, man? Who when thought I'm, this up? My dad. Full well, why? Was your sauce that good? I mean, was your pizza that banging that people were like, oh, I wish I could get I mean, where the hell did he get the vision to say? Like, where do you get the audacity to say, I know my sauce is that good that I can make my own brand and sell it in Walmart and Amazon and every other supermarket? Got one another one tonight when we. Uh, that's how it was. Exactly how you said it. He he believes in his product that much that did customers used to tell him. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Like we have proven concept. Listen, we spent maybe fifty to hundred grand just on testing, just like around the country, the best testing facility. Listen, every big name. But was it your sauce, like from the store? Yeah. Or did you make it even better? I mean, like no, the sauce is exactly what we use in our store. Nothing better. This same same exact product. I don't, I listen. We we had more lines that we don't use in the sauce. Like you know, we, I have more you know more options to the consumer. Only in general, it's a hundred percent identically what we use in our product store day in day out. So when you guys first told people, yeah, we're gonna make our own sauce and we're gonna get it on the shelves of Walmart and we're gonna, 
What do people say to you guys? What everybody thinks. They laugh in your face. You? You crazy? <laughs> you know? You know who's Walmart? You know who's Amazon? You know who's this? Are most of them other Albanians laughing? Oh, of course. Your own people laugh at you the most. You get in? You're like this more. How are you gonna get in? Yeah. Who are you compared to Chef Boardi? Exactly. <laughs> you know who are you to compare to a lot of people? Me, I said. You know, my dad was like, you know, just give it time, give it time. This operation started at 2015, end of 2015. Let's say 2016 till now. I got here three years. Wow. So you had mentioned to me before we got on here that you had a rough patch. Yes. To walk us through down times. Uh, Downtimes, 2008 hit. Uh, we had a lot of money like everybody else in different markets, different you know, stocks, different properties. You know, the whole, like now, the whole world. Now I, my dad prepared ourselves from that. To, after you get burned once, you prepare yourself so hard because if it does come back like now, you try to be as bulletproof as possible. So you had a rough patch. Yes, I lost a lot of property, lost a lot of money. I was basically, you know, went to bankruptcy. And what was that like, man? I mean, you, you, you built this dream. You start making money. Everything's going good. And then economic downturn comes. You guys are in danger for the first time again in, in a long time. And listen, I was very solid, very strong. What was going through your mind? What was going through your dad's mind? What was those conversations like? Listen, we, you know when you was up here and you're everywhere to every best party, every best restaurant, you don't, I don't got to wait for nothing. When you walk in, people know you like, oh, that's the guy letting me go through. To your phone doesn't even pick up. Like, I need a favor. Before, I used to just text you and not even call you. A favor used to be done. Now, you fell off. Money was tight? Oh, money was extremely tight. What was going through your mind, brother? Were you saying, cuckoo? No, I was <laughs> saying, fuck, you know, work a, be a, work a regular job. Like, you know, I could, I, I'm not, I listen, I, you know, things got to get my dad. Like, I don't have no rules. I'm not used to a rule. I'm an only child. Like, I don't have no rules. Like, you know, we want to do a deal. We want to, I don't have investors. Like, I, I do all my deals and I know because it's my money. I don't have to ask anybody for, should I do this? Should I do this? The only person I ask is my dad that you think this is the right deal. He thinks it's the right deal. We cash the check. I don't have to ask 500 people or let's let's start collecting money. And I was, I was down for like two years. We sold lot, everything. A lot of people that were around those the good times, they turned their back on you? Oh, you don't know who they are. Now they call you nonstop. I just don't pick up their phone call. They know why. You know, they know they know the situation only. Why I'm I'm not the person to say anything when you know. What I'm gonna tell you. Because if I'm gonna tell you what how I feel, it's not gonna look really good. You know, you'd rather not me tell you because they know how I am. Zero to a hundred real fast is just So if I'm hearing this correctly, when you stop paying for the bottles, yeah, stop paying for the bottles going out, you were going through a rough time in your life. People in your closest circle turn their back on you. My closest boys, yeah. My closest Albanian friends. I had listen, I took care of people. Listen, it was I didn't care about the bills. I didn't care about nothing. I was I was doing really good financially. You take care of the circle around you. It wasn't like you cared about them spending money. You just wanted someone to talk to, hang out with. I didn't ask Moral support. Moral support. I was in a bad situation. Listen, we was making three stores, 50,000 a day. A day I was, I was collecting 50 Gs. So obviously you guys invested in some type of business. Maybe you weren't the best at, right? You made some decisions. Uh, listen, we bought a lot of, listen, when we was making that kind of money, we have all those locations. We're trying to expand. No, we was buying a lot of real estate. A lot of real estate. 
you know, putting 20% down, 30% down, rest financing. Arms, adjustable rate yeah, mortgages. Yeah, you know how we did. A lot All of people of, got burned on that, man. Yeah, bridge loans. Uh, what else we did? Uh, we put a lot, they went underwater. Everything went underwater. When so much things go underwater, you don't have enough money to keep it up. Facts. Sell one business to try to keep up this. Sell one so how did you guys survive, man? I sold everything. Whatever I have left. All the pizzerias? All the pizzerias. Whatever I, I can scrounge up. I sold all my properties, assets, everything I can scrounge up. Then me, my dad, and my mom got sick. After my mom. Sick. Sick, sick. Uh, she diagnosed with uh, cancer. Wow. She made it through that. Two years, we didn't do nothing. We collected all the money. Let's did, say. Did you have enough left over after you paid everything? And yeah, barely. Did you have anything? I had some decent amount to make one more shot. Right? One more, one more, one more move. One more move. I didn't have a lot, but enough to make a move. Enough to make a move. Uh, but you lost your credit at this point. In 2011, everything is sold. Credit's gone. Oh fuck, credit! Everything was saying credit score. Everything everything's gone. gone. Let's so say you're rock bottom. You're under. Oh, I'm rock bottom. You I'm just on. have a little bit of money that you can maybe make one move. One move, and I had to borrow money. 2011, let's say she got sick. 2011, 2012, let's say. 2012, to be honest. So everything's hitting you at once now. Yes. Money's not what it used to be. Sold everything. In sold everything you guys 2011, built. sold everything. Mom is sick with cancer. Mom's sick with cancer, and she, we didn't have insurance. We paid everything out of cash. Shit. We're talking about we paid $160,000 in cash. We had maybe like four hundred left. What type of cancer, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, like a tumor in her face. They removed it. She's healthy. She's negative for the last five, six years. Thanks, Thanks God. God. Only, you know, that was a big 160 grand. That's a lot of money. You know, we didn't have no insurance. The, the hospital was like, we can't keep her here if you don't pay in cash. The next day we came with the bag like just like this. 160 grand because 160 grand people think it's a lot. No, it's like this big. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's not that much money if you hundreds, know what. Yeah. yeah, it's a hundreds. It's not that much. And 500s in euros is this much. Yeah, exactly. It's like this. Yeah, it's like this. <laughs> it's not that much if you know money, real money. It's not like the movies. We went there. We gave it to them. They started counting the money. No problem. She's perfectly fine. We'll take care of it. You guys, nothing to worry about. Next day, she went to operations. She had two weeks after. Have a good day. She did a few more checkups. She thanks God she's still fine. And after, that was history. We took a break. I saw. Um, uh, now you you're still in New York at this point. Still in New York. After that, that summer, I went to. Kosovo, Peya, my town. I saw my wife. My wife is For like the first a, time. First time at a club. So you went back home. Went back home. I saw this girl. She finally, a lot of hunting, a lot of people. I finally got a date. She you just said, "Just give me the time of day." Yeah, and it was a lot of you know a lot of work. We started like getting because you know how they say in my country, Amanda Molly. You know, like oh, she's like very you know big name, big thing. She won't talk to you. Supermodel. She does runway like she's pretty big. Okay, and I she comes out on a date with me. She likes me, whatever. Boom, 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 boom. Two weeks, less than a month, I got engaged. Took a chance. Two months later, a month, not even two. I was engaged the same amount of speed. I guess it's something about paya. <laughs> yeah, you know, the girls are you know must be good or something. I was engaged two months after I met my wife. <laughs> you know, it happens. Boom. They talk about that place being very famous for its women. Yes, a very beautiful. A lot women. of Miss Universes. Yes, America. a lot of them. My wife was related to Miss Kosovo and yes. Miss Albania. That, um, you know, it comes a lot of I don't know maybe the water from the mountains, Pedro Gomes on the. They're tall. Yeah, tall, skinny, like you know. A lot of top models have come out. Yes, of a lot of top models come out of there. Um, so you end up dating this supermodel mm -hmm. and you end up 
getting the girl of your dreams. Yeah. And you're not doing well financially at this point. Oh, no. Now, does she ever know about what was really going on? Does she have this impression that you had money? I mean, tell us the truth here. Oh. Does she think you were loaded? In the beginning, yeah. Of course. What I'm going to tell her. I'm going to be honest. Lesson to be learned. Fake it until you you make make it, it, baby. (laughs) I keep it real. Like, it it wasn't like I, I didn't have it in the beginning. Like, I was okay. Well, listen, not, uh, no offense to Kosovo, but with a couple of grand, you can pull it off. Not these days, girls. No, those, not those, anymore. Uh, but I'm saying over there, a couple thousand, you, you can light up a whole club. And it was cheaper back in the day. Yeah, now it's a different story. Only now, back in the day, or still. You know who was the first guy to crack bottles in Kosovo? Most likely you. In Pristina, 2000, you can ask Fiori, owner of Maroon Pub. Okay. He used to own a place called Grand Cafe. Which today is duplex. Okay. There was no such thing as bottle service. First of all, there was only one bottle. It was fake Smirnoff. <laughs> oh, I remember. $9, that shit would put you in the hospital. Oh, I couldn't drink that. I told him, I need this. I met him. There was no such thing. There was no bottle menu. Yeah, it was not, doesn't exist now. He literally took a well bucket. Ice. Filled it with ice. I told him what to do. I told him what to charge me. Make the story short. All summer, I kept doing that shit. Then it became a hit. People they, started. They started calling me Shisha. I swear to God That's what they were calling me They probably forgot me now Because I'm fat, old, and ugly But shout out to Fiori If he's watching this Maroon Pub Okay Which used to be private club Oh, I'm a nightlife guru Oh, nightlife guy guy on sewers But I'm done But yeah So what I'm saying is Like back in the day Like in the early 2000s With a little bit of money I mean, you could could be flashy over there Could have been flashy Only it was cool It was like, you know I, I, you know When I go out I spend Like spend, spend Only You know, I worked out now you can spend just like over here. I mean, they charge you two, three hundred dollars for a bottle. Oh yeah, five hundred over there. Yeah, that's yeah. a salary for someone in a month. Yeah. Oh, and that's the bottle service now. They changed the game, changed. So you end up marrying the girl of your dreams. Yes, I'm very happy. Now you bring her back to America. A year and a half later. Does she even realize? I mean, did you make the money by this point or no? No, I was good. Does I, she ever realize that? Okay, he doesn't have what I thought he had. Even though you ended up getting it. No, nah, we was just in love. We just started loving each other. And she didn't I, care anymore. Nah, she, uh, I told her, like, you know, it was what it is. Only, you know, I moved to Florida, and I had a few dollars left. Like, my last hit, let's say, when she just came, I, I, she came. So she comes. A you month still later. haven't made that move yet? Nah, a month later, I make the move. She saw me from rags to riches. Rags to being now multimillionaire. But it's awesome that she was there for the ride. She was there, and we did it in five years. Five years, I became where I am now. In five years. No more. That's another lesson to people. No matter what you've been through, this is the point why you're on the comeback team, brother. That you can go down the rabbit hole. Down all hell. Lose everything. Because you got people that blow their f-ing brains out. Oh, that yeah. shit breaks my heart. They, they, they go through the first thing that you went through. They lose all the stores. They sell everything. They're depressed. They're dealing with illnesses. And they just go. Like, people right now, brother... Oh, they want to give up already. The mayor and the governor destroyed my life. I lost. You know how many people lost their restaurants right now? People are committing suicide, brother. Of course. I, I want them to hear this because you did, in less than five f-ing years, you built a little empire. Yeah. I built, I built something that's, you know, uh, that's not, people say it's, it wasn't, it was laughing in my face when I was telling them, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back on top. Gio, you know, you know, everybody calls me Gio in English. Instead of Gante, my real name is Gante, only Gio's, like an American version of my name. They was like, you know, what are you saying? A lot of my boys, you're crazy. So she comes to Florida. And she comes to New York first. Oh, you're still in New York at this Still in New York. Okay. And then once I come out of New York, a month later, I leave to Florida by myself with my dad. First, I bring me my... Why did you decide to turn your back on New York at that point? It was booming. 
it was booming only it was just too much money listen the open how i open locations if you google one my location in florida a location of mine costs almost seven to eight hundred thousand just build out which is a lot of money for florida yeah, a lot of money it's for a lot, lot of places. Yeah, even for a pizza shop, you know. That's what I'm saying. It's a, you know, usually pizza shop, people put two, three hundred grand, a hundred, they, they make it why, nice. Why was yours so much more expensive? Because I'm stupid and I, I want to be the Bentley of pizza shops. Are they fine dining or are they just pizzerias? Just fine pizzerias. Wow. I just, I'm just a bougie guy. I just want something to, listen, if I were Johnny Versace, I want my store to look like Johnny Versace. I'm not going to let my store look be just a half-assed like how New York City. If you Google my product or Google my name or Google my business in Florida, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's just my ego. It's my image. I have to make sure it's like I'm proud of what I did. You got to be proud of your business. So you open this place. Open this place, yes. It's called Duamichi. Duamichi, yes. Like my all my other locations, same name. And what happens? I open between a nightclub town. I'm big into nightclub nighttime money. Like, I, everybody knows me and my family. And so you went in with that specific strategy. I want to be around nightclubs, bars. Yes. That's our strategy. It always works. If it wasn't, if it didn't, if it worked for all four locations in New York City, how Frank Sinatra say, if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere in the world. That's a fact. Would you recommend someone paying the extra rent? It's worth it. Paying the extra rent and being in a prime location, right? Of course. Location, location, location. So the, the rent for you is never... That doesn't scare you. No. You, you, you would highly recommend if someone has a great concept for, for food. And high pay the extra rent. Listen, you'd rather, be, you'd rather be, let's say, in a busy... Listen, you want to be in somewhere you can be known. Celebrities can come. People can know it. It's high value. You pay for that extra rent. And the it truth of the matter is if you go out of business, it's because your food sucked probably if you're in a great location. Not even that. You can have frozen food. If that location is that busy, you can still make money. Walk-in traffic. I mean, a lot of pizzerias in New York are people walk in, have one slice, and they never see that customer ever again. Yeah, all my classes is 70% repeat and, business because I'm a small city. Unless I'm, your pizza is amazing, then they always come back. But I'm saying in New York, there's millions of pizzerias that survive just on food. And right now, they're not. No. Because there's no tourists. There's no tourists. You can't blame them. You know? And it's getting harder to get away with that, too, because even tourists now, in five seconds, are like, oh, this place sucks. Or oh, you know what it is? Not social media. That's what I'm saying. They can look on their phone and say, even as a tourist, like, nah, this place is no good. Yeah. So that game... How how important was it to understand the technological game to do what you've done? I control my technology myself. Like, I, I, just, I just gave a product that we knew what the hell we was doing. It wasn't like something that, you know, it, it's, you know, you know, my dad, a friend of my dad said, you're starting from beginning or you're not a beginner. Like, you, I, you have the knowledge from the previous experience. Exactly. So it really wasn't a loss in the terms of your life. No, it wasn't. You know what to avoid the next time. I was I listen the the maneuvers I made to get to here in five years, it's not possible. Factor alone, I'm into it for one point five paid. All from Germany. And you're talking about your own factory that makes your product. Yeah, you? I don't use no copaco. So you open the pizzeria. Open the pizzeria. It hits. It's booming. We're doing like I'm people doing, love it. People love it. Uh, the word spreads. I'm in Tampa. The word spreads quickly. I'm in Ebor City in Tampa. Word spreads so fast that these guys are real from New York, real deal. They're not like other places that we're from New York and, you know. No, my man. We're proven. We had locations. We know what we're doing. And the word spreads and the product speaks for itself. Listen, when they say you, the product speaks for itself. If you have good product, it's going to sell. You have bullshit product in any business. So 2015 you opened this pizzeria? 2015, yes, sir. When does the source and the vision of this, this line of products? A year later. 
My dad. How can you go? Only how do you even go to Walmart and say, oh, "I've only been around for a year, but my sauce belongs on your store." First, you have to own. Uh, first, you do testing. After testing, you got to go FDA. I'm saying, but where did that thought even come into your mind? That was your dad's idea. My dad's idea. We're gonna sell our sauce. We're gonna sell our sauce. And the sauce is that good. People love it. Why I'm not gonna? Uh, and we taste every other sauce, and it doesn't taste as good. They use California tomatoes. Listen, we use it from Las Amazonas region in Italy. DOP. Case of that. Explain what that means, man. DOP. Like it, it's like it. it it's. It's like the Bentley of salt. Like, listen, California tomatoes are sixteen dollars a case. San Marzano tomatoes range from thirty-five to forty-eight dollars a case. It depends what kind of you know what what regions you get three it. Three times the price of regular tomatoes. Yeah, only it's three times the the uh, the quality. Like it's robust. Uh, listen, I would love to use sixteen dollars tomatoes, only it will not taste the same. It's no way in hell. I mean, your sauce costs as much as Rayos, man. Yeah, you're on that level. Only the people are buying it. They're buying it more in my sauce than Rayo's sauce now. And the stores there because they're, comp- they're tasting the product. The product speaks for itself. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm the best in the world. I'm not the best in the world. I know I'm good. To be able to go into a place like Walmart and get it, it's nice. You know, because I, I, I'm the guy that spends. I'm the, I'm the guy when I go food shopping for tomato sauce, I'm not buying Ragu. You know, you know I don't it, care how much it's on You know sale. what it is? Where, where, that might be in my, like, the end of the world You know, cans of hunts, which is disgusting. But you want to survive. But when I'm eating every day, you know, I mean, how hard is it to boil pasta? It's all about the sauce. It's only so. I get it. So I, I do see that there's, you know, there's a big market for that, man. People are willing to spend the extra money. Now, what else makes your sauce so special? I mean, why did it do so? I mean, you're in 500 Walmart. You're telling me. Yeah, down south. We're now moving up to the north. We're staying in the south because I have more control. I like having control of the product. I'm just like weird like that. I like having more control. I'm more hands off because, you know, as I told everybody before, we have no investors, no partners. Maybe in the future when I get a little bit bigger, I'll maybe ask for an investor. Only an investor that will never say nothing because I'll put him in the oven. Like, I can't listen to nobody. It's just, you're not going to tell me I did it without you. So you turn your life around in less than five years. Less than five years, yeah. I became where I am now in less than five years. And now you only focus on this brand of products. Yeah, only the brand. I mean, you have your, your pizzeria. Pizzeria is great. It does. It's there for Ebor, for Tampa. It's Bulba. It's like, that's the, you know, look, it's 4.7 stars on review, almost five stars on Google. Very hard to keep up. You know, it is, you know. There's no hiding that. Good luck. Google it. How my dad says, I can Google you. I don't need to, I don't need to know nothing about you. I can Google the product. We're, you know, and I love Amazon. Now we're on Amazon and everybody can get it around the world. Like it's Amazon is great. I love Amazon. It's easier. They do all the hard work, the shipping, the packaging, you know, they make our life so much easier. How much do they take from what you sell? You know, it's Amazon. You know, they're the big they dog. They get their piece. Of course they get their piece. Everybody gets their piece, you know. Was it hard to get approved? Was it hard to get approved through to, to sell for Amazon? Once you're in Walmart, you can get approved with God. That's how hard it is. Get in Walmart. You Once you get into Walmart, any other supermarket will say, yes, sir. They like the relationship with you. You see it lasting? Oh, I, I see it lasting that, you know, in the future. They're happy with the sales? Oh, yeah. Because they, they, they don't, in 12 months, you don't do the certain numbers, they take you off their website. Because they, they don't want to keep stuff in the shelves. And they keep track of, like, what people buy, right? I mean, You know, every second. So you get to see how, I mean, it's. What's selling, what's people not. People are loyal. Once they have it, they. Yes, they're what's loyal. Your, what's your, I guess the word would be. A return customers? Yeah, what's your, you know, once someone buys the sauce. 69%. Wow. Six, so almost seven out of, t- it's, it's seven out of ten times they're going to buy it again. Yes, seven out of ten times people buy it again. 
That's, One of my best sellers important. is pizza sauce. Walk us through that. Uh, we use the same pizza sauce what we use in the store. It worked. And we just like it. We have all different sauces. We have arabiata, one of my favorites, because I like spicy food. Only we use Italian peppers. It's not too too spicy, only just just enough. To, You're not going to feel it the next morning when you go to the bathroom. No, it's not Mexican spicy. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. no. It's, it's Italian spicy. It's different. I'm Cl- getting a little older, and it's getting a little. Yeah, it's a little harder, and it's not like that. I had some peppers my wife got. I don't know which, you know, the, the ones from my <laughs> the back devil, home. The devil peppers. Like, like, yeah. Yellow. Yeah. A lot of seeds inside. I thought I was going to die, bro. Yeah, no, it's not that kind of spicy. No, I, I, I didn't make you not to eat the sauce again. I made you just enough you can eat it again. So you've expanded. I mean, you have sauces for pasta. You have sauce that someone can take home, and if they have the dough. Yeah, oh, no, and now we're going to start selling the dough online, too. Frozen dough. Frozen cheese. We're going to have a package that will be cheese, frozen, pepperoni. this guy, huh? You know, we have our own pasta line coming out, too. We make our own pasta in store. We make. Uh, uh, Are any components of this organic? Yes, they're organic. Uh, they, uh, a lot of it, or some of them are vegan, too. Vegan proof. Uh, the ones that have heavy cream, no. And the rest of them are vegan proof. And they're all organic. You make a white sauce, too? I'm uh, coming out with the white sauce. We didn't make a white sauce yet. Nice. Like an Alfredo. Like an Alfredo, and we couldn't. We still playing with it. We're eighty percent there, not one hundred. Let's talk about this. Money starts coming back in. Yes. Your lifestyle starts going back. Yes, really fast, like very fast. People start calling again. One hundred percent. The gram. What was that like, bro? Instagram, Facebook. I I'm put. Saying, what was that like when people that you used to be around you disappeared? Oh. Now they see the comeback. They start trying to reach out. I mean, it's a good best feeling ever. Best feeling. Oh, now you remember me. No, it's the best feeling. It's I'm saying, than, but that's how I'm like, oh, now you remember It's me. better than sex, in my opinion. It's it's that high that gives you, not even money can give you. In my opinion. Money, I love money. Money more, I love more than anything. Only Have you physically run back into these people? Oh, yeah. Everybody sees me in New York. New York is a small place. I know it is. People think it's so big. It's not. No, it's not. We all hang it's out. Just high. <laughs> it's just high. We all hang out in the same places. Uh, you, if you're in a nightlife... It's very tiny. Sm- very tiny. People think New York is big. No, New York is not. If you, if, how I know New York, maybe people know it differently. How I know New York, no, it's not big. So let me tell you, man, what kind of toys you got? It depends which kind of toys you want. Usually toys refer to vehicles. Uh, vehicles. Are you into that type of stuff? We're into that type of stuff. Well, I got a few different cars, you know. I got a few different vehicles. Who knows me knows me. Italian? Of course. You know, you got you to gotta be, you got to stick with the Guidos. <laughs> <laughs> So you get your money back. I seen your Instagram, but you're traveling all over the place, bro. You're yeah, I travel beautiful. a lot. You're going to the best of the best. I seen, I seen your Instagram. Um, and I know because I come from that world. Yeah. Hospitality world. I know the places you go to, the restaurants you're eating at, um, the flights you're taking. I know exactly what kind of lifestyle you have. And it's amazing. And yeah. It, it, it makes me happy to. Such a great story of falling down. Falling down very hard. Getting back up. In a short period of time, like I never thought we was gonna be here this fast. No way, in a couple of years to be even stronger than I was. Now you mentioned something that even one of your passes, you're doing that well. That even one of your passes is 100 percent charity. Can we? Can you just show them the? On the oh camera? yeah. I mean, I'm gonna crop it anyway. But show me the one that's for charity. This one is for charity. It has the pink cancer. And then it. this one is for autism. It's for, you know, listen, I do enough good on this. I do good on other things. And God gave me, how you say, I'm back on top. And thanks my dad, my wife, my mother, that, you know, they hold me down. Because, you know, I'm not an easy person to deal with. I can admit that. I feel bad for my wife or my parents and sometimes because I'm a little. Do you think you're type A? What's a type A? Like your way or the highway, basically. It depends on the day. Most of the time. 
the most of the time you're right. You have your vision, you see it, and that's it. Uh, you know what it is? My dad is the brain, I'm the muscle. I'm, my dad, is, we play good cop and bad cop alive in our business. I'm the bad cop, he's the good cop. I'm the one that, fuck this, let's go left. He's the one, guys, come on, you know, let's. And that's why if we want, and negotiation goes a little hard, I send my son. Usually when I, he says I send my son, usually the negotiation goes his way. <laughs> they don't want to really negotiate with me because I don't care. So, God willing, we're going to see you in the supermarkets across the country. Uh, we're, look, the we're looking, this pandemic slowed us down. Even uh, all the retailers, they told us, gee, we're not going to expand nothing for another year. Because, you know, till everything starts going back to normal. What the hell you think so with all these shortages, man? I'm going to shelves, and I see a lot of shelves are, like, not full. The way, like, is production down that much? I mean, are we in danger, man? No, we're not in danger. The problem is the tariffs. The, uh, the, our U.S. government is playing too much with tariffs. And shipping is good or bad? I don't get into politics. In my, in my business, I have no He say. passed the first test. I don't get it. In my business, I'm not allowed to say in politics. I don't have no voting. I don't. I just don't get in politics. It's not good for business. You choose your path. I choose my path. Exactly. You know, off air, maybe a different story. On, on In public, I never say nothing about politics. I think politics. that's important. Yeah. When it comes to my business, I never say like nothing. People think that I'm like choosing a side here. If you really watch my content, not the talk show. The talk show yeah. is completely neutral. But I attack both sides, bro. I attack both of them. So yeah, I just whatever I, I feel is wrong on both sides, I call out. You know, I hopefully this is America, and America is the best country in the world. I've been, I go and went everywhere, and nobody, the rights you have in this country. Listen, a lot of people never travel outside the country. Like, listen, left the country to a different, to really world. see what is going on. Exactly. Once you do that, and then come talk to me and tell people facts. Do you, I agree with you on that. Do you have a passport? How many stamps do you have? Where did you go besides Bahamas or Mexico? To, and you're in the tourist area. You're not even in like the world like, to see their everyday life. Of, you're not in Mexico City. You're, you're in Cancun. Oh, like, come you're on. Not in you know. So, our people, okay, love America. I mean, absolutely. If you ask, I've never met an Albanian that hates America. Why not to not? Oh, listen, you have Albanians that hate America. I tell you, the ones that hate America, they think they come from our country. They think they're gonna be rich overnight because they came to America. That's the ones that say, oh, that's not for me, America. Part of that might be our faults, too, because we go over there and flash sometimes, bro. They think that it's going to be easy. Oh, they think like that only you should have common sense. But it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work, my friend. It's a lot of hard work, you know, to have your name on a bottle of water, to have your name on anything. It costs money. Did you ever have moments where you wanted to give up, where you felt like, I'm not saying give up like you want to kill you. I'm talking about where you felt like, man, we might not make it back out of this. Did the fear ever creep into your heart, man? Yes, you know how much money went to Sauce Line for the first everything we built. We started having some serious money, and then once you start having some serious money, you're feeling comfortable. You know, you sit in this chair; it's comfortable, right? But before it took off, when you 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 know, you said you you built your own factory with German equipment. Yes, German equipment, only made German. in America, baby. We just the, made the, in the America. Sauce. Uh, it's Clearwater. Uh, it's made in Clearwater. How many employees? Uh, we have twelve employees there. Awesome. So they're pumping out all this sauce. Yes. We're made in the U.S. Made in the U.S. Everything is made in the U.S. Except for the tomatoes, which are made in Italy. May, I can't do nothing about that. The best in the world. Best in the world. California, you know, it's, you see the price. Google it. The price is so $15, $14. Before you guys launched the factory and launched the product line, was there fear? Did you have any fear that you wouldn't make it? Oh, I of course. Listen, listen I started finally. Like, did you, like, you remember how you said earlier that you had this money? To make one more move. One more hit. Last you made hit. the restaurant first, though. Yes. You made the, money there. Yeah, it's not a boom. Then right you yet. took money from there, but you still put yourselves at risk when you open up this factory? A million dollar credit. Could it have taken you down if it went the wrong way? Oh, I could have never get out. How am I going to pay back a million dollars? 
1.2 million. So you got back to the point where you had cash flow positive again. Yes, I was cash flow positive. decided to assess and... Listen, my dad is a very risky gambler guy. Whoever knows my dad, he's he's like 50, go big or go home. He tells me every time. I fucking respect that, man. Go big or go home. He's like, Chapotutish. why are you getting scared? Anyway. Why are you scared? The guy's this big. Why are you scared, he tells me. I respect that. Whatever my dad tells me. Did you me, guys have that talk before you launched it? Were you nervous? I was nervous. Watching? Whatever my dad says, I never... I, I, you weren't worried? My dad tells me, shoot a guy, I'll shoot a guy. That's how much he did for me. Listen, if I die today and live again, I couldn't do half of the things he did for me in my life. I, I feel the same way about my father. You know These what I'm saying? These guys were a different breed, man. My dad did the two years over there, too. Yeah, you know, it's a different breed. He did too much for me. I couldn't do... If I died and lived again, I couldn't repay half of the things he did for me. My wife, God bless us all. My mother, she keeps everybody together. Like She's like the glue to... Uh, you know, she's the crazy glue that keeps all four of us together. Keeps your feet on the ground. Yeah, all four. And the mother does that. My wife tries to control me as best as possible. I love her to death. And my dad is just, yo, he's the brains. Like, I got to give him to him. I'm the muscle, and he's the brains. Where's Pops out right now? Is he on Florida? He's, in the he's, a, he's coming to New York. He only comes to New York a lot. He comes for a few days. He comes to New York just to go eat and then leave. Does he smoke cigars? No, nah, he don't smoke. <sighs> Smart. He don't smoke. He's not like me. I smoke hookah and cigars a lot, only he don't smoke. What do you want to say to those young entrepreneurs out there, man? Nothing is easy. Nobody's going to give it to you. Listen, I lost everything. I was over a million, million something dollars in debt. Paid everything back. Did every, what I wanted to do. Be in the market. Everybody was like, you, you to be in Walmart, you to be in all these places, it doesn't exist. It's not, it's not you, know, you know, you're not going to do it. People, everybody laughed at you and they're going to laugh at you and they're going to keep laughing at you. And it's going to take time and time and time and time and time and time and time again. We spoke, and I'll speak from personal experience. Uh, procrastination destroys you. Oh, and you got to take a risk. You have a vision that God gave you. You see something. The reason it's called vision is you see something that people don't see. I've sat back many times, and we've had this conversation, and man, how much have I regretted? Because you see something that others don't see. That's why you have that vision. And if you don't act upon it, I promise you, the rest of your life you will regret it because you'll see the other person that did act upon it. You're not the only one that gets these visions, right? Oh, the, listen, let me tell you something. The, you pe- go the you people got. I left in New York five years ago, they're still doing the same fucking job now. Same position. Even worse. Not because of the coronavirus. Leave the coronavirus on that. This just came. I came to New York a lot. People are still doing the same thing. They don't evolve. No. There's like, yo. They don't grow. Gee, you back. What's good? Where we go? I look at them. Do I know you? This is just a new, maybe my wife helped me a lot, my parents. I'm you, made matured, a, you made your circle smaller. Way smaller. Like, you want to be people that are like-minded. You know what it is? You believe in that energy? If people, Being around the right people that think the way you do? You'd rather be with people that you think you do or... Listen, if everybody's broken a table and you're the only one that has money, what are you going to talk about? Nothing. And are they really your friend because... Are they really your friends? You know, I'm not saying, oh, I look at people that just got money. That's not my goal. Only all my guys are successful. If you're not successful, what I'm going to talk to you about? I'm tight on money. I'm tight on all my guys are doing great right now. My I got a, I got one of my boys. He's doing construction. I got another guy that's running buildings. I got another guy that's doing another construction. Like they all have their own companies. You know, none of them are like saying, "Oh my god, yeah, it's slow." Everybody's going through a rough time now. Don't get me wrong; it's not peaches and cream. Only you got to make it through. You know, one of my friends told me yesterday, he's like, I got $1,000 from unemployment, plus I worked, uh, he's like, I, 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 he's telling one of his workers, 
like somebody. Like you're getting unemployment. You can work on the side cash, side job to get more money. No, I'm good with my eight nine hundred dollars unemployment. I don't need to work till the end of the year. Work a side job. Work a side hustle. Make another five hundred bucks. You make fifteen hundred dollars a week. That's a big difference. People don't want it, brother. People no. They want the easy. Where is my benefits? Where is my? The government needs to help you. The government is not going to do nothing for you. They helped you a little bit. Once November hits, you think all oh, this is going to. Oh, this is just stalling for another two months. Whoever the next president is, this is all going to be cut back to normal, my friend. Well, then not, no, none of the sides can say nothing till the new president comes in. Once the president comes in, forget about it. A lot of people don't want to work right now. They're making more unemployment than they were before, but they, like they said, they didn't look for the opportunity. Now, you, listen, it's always, you know, my dad says, you always, it's always a hole in the system. You just got to find it and fill it. It's always a hole. There's always a need somewhere. It's always a need. Listen, I did it from 2016. But people would say there were so many different sauces. What, what did you do that was any different than the other sauce? Taste the product. I can't tell you nothing. Taste the product. Leave a review. It's not going to kill you. It's $10, $8, whatever. Different website, different you price. You have a money back guarantee? Why not? Put your money where your mouth is. I'm saying, if someone doesn't like it, you know, some of them, they have the money back guarantee. Do you guys do that? No, we don't do that. If you don't got $10, don't buy the sauce. <laughs> Come on. It's not going to kill you. We're, we're not that desperate. We're doing perfectly fine. Listen, taste the product. The products, go on Amazon. Amazon is the easiest place to buy it, in my opinion. Everybody got an Amazon. If you don't have an Amazon. Pick it up at Walmart. Pick it up at on down, Walmart. is in down south. A lot of people don't have, you know. It's not, trust me. You know, it's only less than $10. You're not going to regret it. It's sauce. If you don't like sauce, don't buy it. Only I'm telling you, it's a, the product speaks for itself. I, w- I wouldn't be getting here so fast in the short, but we're doing olive oil now. We're getting to water, salt and pepper shakers. You name it, we're getting to a little bit of everything. I think this is a good place. What do you want to say to the future, man? What do you think people should be focusing on during this great crisis that we're in? Listen, this Restaurant is Restaurant-wise, business-wise. Listen, New York is getting hit the hardest because Mayor... Do you De- see New York coming back? Anytime soon, at least? Three to four years. At least. My opinion. Uh, what what uh, de Blasio did and Cromos did to New York, why Florida, Texas, all the southern states? Cause not because I live there. They're 50% capacity. Oh, you had spikes. All the numbers went back down to Florida. Yes, we had spikes for... But there was no deaths. We had spikes, Yes. We I'm have saying, but there wasn't like you know how they were reporting in the beginning, death, death, death. You, that stopped on. a long time ago. That stopped a long time ago. My remember the first showing videos of Chinese people collapsing. What happened to those videos? You remember that? Listen, no, listen. After November, maybe you guys are gonna play my video back. November, we're gonna after November. This is November third. Whenever what is the president or November third? I hope so. The way I, it looks like that might not happen either. Who I, knows what's gonna? Might I, be a disputed election. Listen, I, I hope for our sakes, no. I hope for my six. No, I'm tired of it. Let's get this over with. Let's move on. After the election, this is all mostly politics. I don't know. I, I don't talk about politics. Very dirty politics, though, on both sides. On both sides, they they it's play disgusting. They're, they're the play with no being ripped apart, man. They're playing people's lives, man. Oh, New York City. This is the best city in the world. I say not anymore. It's got now. Come back. Now it's becoming for super rich only. But they left too. What the, what do you want to say? You rather go to Florida and have a martini and by the beach, or deal with his rules and get shot in the back of the head as you leave your apartment? Nothing is safe. Very dangerous, man. What do you want to do? It's the, it's like uh, when you know who should be mayor to control the city. What's his name? Uh, Giuliani. Giuliani. He won't come back. If Giuliani had the city for six months, it will be back to normal. Three weeks, probably. Not even. Yo, in six months <laughs> to keep it like, you won't have no these issues. Yeah, I know. He was amazing what he did. Giuliani is Giuliani. 
Yeah. Took down a lot of Albanians too, the guy. Listen, <laughs> but you, you, you got You get caught. You get he caught. Did what he did. He you, did what he you, did. you shouldn't get caught, my friend. Folks, you heard it here. An amazing story of coming to this country as an immigrant, working hard, succeeding, failing, getting back up again. Now having a, a national brand, God willing, is going to keep expanding. And here's proof that no matter what you've been through in business and life, you know, his mom came back from cancer. God bless her. So this is a very positive story in very negative times. And I'm very happy you came here to share it with everyone that's listening. I appreciate you guys for having me. I know you're very busy. You know, we made time today. Only I appreciate you, your fans only. Everybody, this is... This is a very true story. We're not we're not making nothing up. No who knows me knows me, and it's nothing. We, I'm not here to sell you, you know, dreams. This is a reality that you know we just wanted to show people in bad times. You can make things happen. You can make things happen. You just gotta open your eyes a little bit harder. Nothing else. Hey, five years, man. Five years, yeah. That's five amazing. years back to where I, better than where I was. Honestly, it's amazing. Yeah, five years better to where I was. Now I'm playing with tractor trailers. Instead of pizzerias, I pay with tractor trailers. <laughs> Fill up tractor trailers. Folks, you heard it here first. A true American story, success story. Beautiful. No matter what you've been through in life, no matter how dark it may seem, as long as you have air in those lungs, you can always make a comeback. That's my boy. This is Beck Lover, Genti Bonyako, a.k.a. Gio, King of Florida, King of Sauce, Beck Lover and the Comeback Team. Till the next time, tell them what's up, brother. Guys, you can look at us on Amazon. Try it. It's not going to kill you. Link below in the description. Place an order. Try the sauce. If you don't like it, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> what do you want to do? It's $10. They're going to kill you. Till the next time, Beck Lover. Beck Lover. Beck Lover.